Hi, everyone. So I am finally back from my trip, my much-anticipated trip. Uh, so what we did is we flew down to Tennessee and back. And the trip was, it wasn't like a spontaneous decision type of thing, but it was kind of like a, well, we didn't really plan to do this trip, but fate kind of pointed us in this direction. Um, two years ago, so like March of 2020, we were actually supposed to take a cruise. Uh, supposed to begin on March 22nd, and we found out, of course, a week before when the whole world shut down <laughs> that it was canceled. So because of that, we wound up with flight credits. So this trip was to use up those flight credits. So my podcast episode today is in regards to how this trip actually went. And it's meant to be kind of like a personal reflection. Um, you know, this is what happened. This is how I handled it. And this is probably how it would have gone with the me of two years ago, the old me. And I want to use this story as a learning experience for any of you who, when faced with, you know, first world problems, um, <laughs> you know, thinking about how you might handle it and what could end up being different. So this trip, it started pretty great. You know, we were totally, uh, we were uh, totally prepared for everything and it was basically me my husband and our like shared best friend um so he's he's my basically my husband's best friend but we've kind of adopted him in the family as he's going through a divorce and um so the three of us we get along real well together it's always like a ton of laughs when we're together like there's just a good balance between us so um you know we got ourselves to the airport um, the flight was going to be about 15-20 minutes late taking off, um, not really sure what the reason was, and, uh, so, um, we, uh, ended up getting, you know, to the airport about 20 minutes late, kind of like they said that we would, but while we were up in the air, you know, of course without Wi-Fi unless you pay for it, um, our next flight, uh, was going to be cancelled. So our flight was basically from Buffalo to Atlanta, and that was supposed to be from Atlanta to Knoxville. The Atlanta to Knoxville flight was completely canceled. And because our flights were supposed to be later in the evening, it was basically 10.30 or so at night when we found this out. And uh, we ended up waiting in a customer service line for about an hour and a half. And yeah, it was like nearly midnight by the time we found out that they couldn't do anything to help us. So, it was like, okay, how do we, how do we get to our destination? You know, we're far from home, uh, we can't, we have a hotel reservation that's waiting for us right now, like, what do we do? Like, they wouldn't rent a car for us, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't do anything really for us except, um, book us a hotel for the night, which we did. And of course we picked the suite because like when you're getting a hotel room for free and you're losing one of your other reservations, you're going to pick the most expensive one. So of course we did that. So, but in regards to booking us on other flights, the soonest they could book us out on a flight was nearly 48 hours later. That would be half of our vacation. So by this time, I hadn't eaten in about 13 hours, except for like one small sandwich, like before our first flight, and it wasn't enough. I was starving and I was exhausted. I had, you know, worked a couple of hours and of course all the travel preparations. I was exhausted and they wanted me to do the talking because I guess I got a more authoritative tone about me. And, you know, I just 
I didn't lose my temper. I was joking in line. I was like, you know, I, I hope they have a good solution for us because I don't want to remind them what my name really is, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, during the course of this line, we uh, had a, a lovely couple that we were speaking with, and they were really nice. And they were from Knoxville, so we were able to ask them questions and stuff. So that was kind of cool. There's a kitty in a bag nearby. Okay. <laughs> Are you sold? Oh. Um, you know, so after we found out what they could and couldn't do for us, they're like, you can try to book a car, but like with all these flights that are being canceled, good luck. It's like, okay, I guess we're on our own now. <laughs> so I was tired. I was wearing flip-flops. I was stuck in the Atlanta airport, which if any of you have ever been there, it's, it's like a mile to get anywhere, like a mile of walking to get anywhere in that airport. It is so huge so spread out like i don't know <laughs> it seems like not a very efficient use of space in my opinion but it is what it is so we're like okay let's go get our baggage you know let's see if we can get ourselves a car let's see if we can get ourselves dinner and then we'll you know take this uh actually uh they provided us with a free lift to wherever we needed to go to okay fine let's try to handle all these things and try to turn in for the night so we get to where the luggage is, and of course it's not there. We get to this long line where people are waiting to try to get their luggage. And finally, they just sent somebody to talk to everybody through the line. They're like, if, you're, if you've got a canceled flight, we don't have your luggage. It's going to be on the first plane to your final destination tomorrow. We're like, great. So now we have no luggage on top of all of this. Awesome. And then we're looking around trying to find food. Everything's closed. It's after midnight. It's like 1230 now. You know, by the time we've done all our walking, all of our line waiting, all of our talking to attendants, like, it's like, what, what do we do now? You know? So, so first things first, I couldn't even think anymore by this point. I needed food. So we went out of the airport to where there already were Uber and Lyft drivers waiting. And, um, we got in uh, the car with one, and actually, this guy was super, super nice. Dre, wherever you are out there, you were fantastic. And I instantly felt a lot of stress melt off. He had a really nice, calming way of speaking with people. He's like, okay, I see, I see what your situation is. Let's get you some food. Waffle House is going to be open. <laughs> so is this other place. You like seafood? They're open till 2 a.m., but we just decided we wanted to fast. So, Waffle House it was. While we were at Waffle House... Um, we kind of got a plan together about how he was gonna, you know, get us to our, actually he got us checked into the hotel first. We got there first and then he took us to Waffle House and we were just going to either walk back or take another drive back or something, you know, we, we got it figured out. It was complicated, but we got it figured out one thing at a time. The suite was really nice. I wish we had luggage to put in it for that night, but it was really, really nice. <laughs> While we were eating at Waffle House, I, uh, contacted a friend who actually was located about an hour and a half from us. I'm like, so, we're stuck in Atlanta. Um, so we need a car, but like, what if we can't find a car? Because we couldn't find any already from the rental places by the airport. None of them. None of them had cars. And we need to get to Knoxville in the morning so we can get our luggage, get our reservation, get our next car reservation that we have, the one that we had put in place like a month ago. <laughs> so my, my friend actually pulled through. And we got a car. Actually, that was located not too far from us. So we got that all handled. So 
So we were going to be able to pick that up the following morning, since, of course, it was, like, after 1 at this point, you know, <laughs> 1 a.m. And um, so we were going to be able to get a, another Lyft or Uber or something like that then. So piece by piece, all of this was falling into place. The following morning, you know, we woke up in this really, really nice, quiet suite. Um, we got our car. We got to Walmart so that we could get some fresh clothes and some necessities because that's what you have to do when you don't have luggage. We went to Waffle House again because it was so close by and, and yum because we don't have Waffle House in New York. So <laughs> so then we were on our way. Our first stop was Knoxville Airport. So we got there. We got our luggage with no problem at all. We got our car, the one we were supposed to have, and we got checked into our, our motel, which is really awful. <laughs> But, like, whatever. It was, like, 66 bucks a night or something really crazy cheap like that. Sweetwood, of course, was way better. Like, nobody complained about that in the end. So, um, but at least things were on track. But by the time all of this had been completed, it was, like, dinner time on Friday. We lost, like, an entire day of our trip. And now, if you recall what I said in the beginning of this, this was, like, our first trip since, like, probably about five years. Like, I would say five years, yeah, because I think our last trip was either Tennessee before for a conference, which, well, that's work-related stuff, or Florida. I, I can't remember which one was before that, but it was like five, six years, you know. So, <laughs> and then, of course, you know, after this canceled bummer of a, a cruise, you know, that happened two years prior, it's a lot of time, you know, when, when you are in a position where you want to be vacationing and you need a vacation and after a few years of pandemic and stuff, you want to get out. And then this happens. And um, actually, the story isn't over yet. Even though things were on track the following day, our car almost broke down in Chattanooga. So one thing I learned, I did a lot of talking to people on this trip. I, I wanted to talk to locals. I wanted to feel them out. I wanted to see what people were like. I just wanted to see, you know. And I, okay, there's a, a selfish reason, too. I like listening to Southern accents. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> But um, I was talking to this uh, the guy at the car rental place at the Chattanooga airport, and I learned something. So right now there's like a shortage of new cars and used cars for various reasons, and that actually also drastically affects the car rental industry. They like to they have to have a certain number of cars in their circulation per location, and they like to retire their cars after twenty five thousand miles. The car that was probably going to be in need of a new motor <laughs> that at this point, after all the noise it was making and all the codes it was throwing, uh, this car was over 45,000 miles. So, like, they can't get the cars to circulate them out. and Or, I should say, rotate them out. Crazy, right? I never thought of that. If I hadn't had the conversation with the attendant behind the desk, like, I wouldn't have known. So we ended up getting another vehicle, and then there were no problems for the rest of the trip. The rest of the trip was amazing. Maybe I'll get into that in a moment. But this is the point in the podcast where I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what this was all about. Why go through all of these trials and tribulations and the steps of one thing after another after another, all these challenges put in place, you know, when, when I should be sleeping, <laughs> you know? And it's because of how it was handled. That's what I want to talk about. So along the way through this podcast series, I've been talking about how my life has been changed. Um, that 
I've explored so many different aspects of wellness and have done so much work on myself that despite something as potentially devastating as this, you know, when you start taking a step back and thinking about everything that got affected with this, like, it would really, really throw somebody off. The old me. That's what I'm going to talk about. If the old me was forced to go through all of those things, I would have been crying. I would have been yelling. I would have been taking it out on everybody around me. I would have been unable to make rational decisions. I would have forced somebody else to make decisions instead of working with them to figure out what was going to work best for all of us. I I probably would have been shut down for the remainder of the trip, to be honest. I wouldn't have been myself. I would have been on the brink of stressing out or having tears or just kind of being bummed out for the whole rest of the time simply because we lost that day. It's super sad, but back during a time when everything used to stress me out, it took it used to take me a really, really long time to get over things. I would be all up in my head, overthinking things, going through more what-ifs, overthinking, over-planning, over-dramatizing. Like, definitely my actions would have been affected by just constant surge of, of so many thoughts going through my head. It's all negative ones, mind you. Not overcoming thoughts, not confident thoughts, not, we'll get through this, optimistic thoughts. No, it would be very, very, very much completely the opposite. And that is absolutely who I was not that long ago. You know, I've said before, I look back at how I used to handle things, things that were much, much smaller than this. And like, if I had known myself as an external different person, I like wouldn't have liked myself, I don't think. Like, I think I would have just not been the type of person I would, I now would want to associate with. That would be too much negativity surrounding me. You know, it makes me wonder if the people that I used to know, if that's how it used to be with them. I'm glad I'm not like that anymore. So now, looking at what happened all last weekend, this is how I really felt. At first, I felt tired, but... I barely snapped. I may have had like one sassy comment, but the rest of it was like, okay, I really need food because I really can't think straight. <laughs> That's about as bad as it got. There was one point where I felt like I was going to want to break down, but then I, I remember exactly what I thought when I felt like, you know, that surge of whatever in the back of your throat. I felt that start to well up. And I very quickly was able to shut it down. And I remember the exact thoughts that went through my head as that was happening. That if I started to cry now, it would waste even more time. And nothing would get solved. I also wasn't sure if something as bad as like a panic attack could happen. If I started to lose myself then, how much worse would it get under the circumstances? So I pivoted. I turned away from that path completely, and I was like, okay, what's first? We gotta have food. Let's focus on getting food. Okay, in order to get food, we've gotta get out of this airport, and we've gotta find that Lyft driver that we're supposed to be getting. And we did. We got our food. We put in our order, and as we were waiting for our order, you know, and we had already been checked into the hotel we knew we were getting, we got the car. Like something pulled through for us. 
but what if I had stopped to cry? What if I had stopped to just like lose my sense of whatever? We may have not gotten the car. They may have all been sold out in that entire city. And that's very, very possible <laughs> with all the flights that have been canceled over the course of this weekend. Apparently there are hundreds, like collectively for like four or five days straight, hundreds of flights, especially out of the one airline that kind of didn't pull through for us here. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like all of that worked out. In the end, we only did lose just under one day. What did we do that evening? We had a muscadine tasting. We went to downtown Knoxville. We had a... I, I was going to say whiskey tasting, but no, it was way, way more than that. We went to a distillery, and um, we were there for a couple of hours, and we definitely talked to the coolest people there. Like, we talked to them for a long time. They had amazing accents. They had amazing things to say. They made us feel so, so welcome. And then they uh, referred us to a bunch of places to check out over the next day and for that evening. They recommended we go to a beer garden for dinner, and we did. And it was amazing tasting. Oh my gosh, the food was good. I had cider that evening. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. It was such a fun evening. But you know what? Here's another pivoting point here. You know, we got done what we needed to do, we got where we needed to go, and we had an awesome evening. But what if I was the old me? If I was the old me, who hadn't done all that work on herself, who hadn't learned to look at positive positivity of situations, who used to really wallow in the negativity of emotions, what would I have wanted to do? Stay in the hotel room and just, like, sleep or be alone or just be cranky all by myself. That's what I would have wanted to do. But I didn't. I went out and I had a great time. And have memories and information and had an awesome meal. Things that I can talk about later, like on this podcast, you know. <laughs> and, you know, we went away from that experience that Friday evening, like, rich with suggestions on what to actually do the next day. Saturday, our objective was to basically explore the countryside around the Knoxville area because it's very, very beautiful, and then wind up in Chattanooga, okay? That was Saturday's objective. And that's exactly what we did, but we actually had a course of action. We had plans. We had things, we had places that we knew we wanted to stop at. It was a lot of driving, but it was a lot of gorgeous views. We wouldn't have known that if I had stayed in that night, because we wouldn't have gotten any suggestions from anybody that we'd talked to. You know, all things happen for a reason. They really absolutely do. And the old me would not have found those reasons. So, yeah, like I said, the rest of the trip was really, really good. Um, Sunday, uh, we basically drove from Chattanooga. In the morning, we actually ate at this amazing diner, but it was called City Diner. It was, it was not like your typical diner, but the food was so good. Drove through Chattanooga, dipped down into Alabama real quick just to just to see, just to say we went to Alabama. Uh, drove up and did the Jack Daniels tour, which we had reserved like weeks before. Um, and then we wound up in Nashville. And, uh, oh my gosh, Nashville was amazing. Like, Nashville was amazing the last time I was there, like five, six years ago. But, like, we hit up the nightlife. We went to, like, four different music clubs. One for dinner, one for karaoke, one for a little quieter environment, and one for a rooftop patio. Oh my gosh, they were all incredible. 
<laughs> it was so much fun. And then uh, our last day, Monday, um, we went back to Broadway, which is kind of like the main strip where everything is. And uh, it was just as crowded as the night before because there was like this car show. And it was all super expensive, decked out, like really, really expensive cars, like a hundred of them. <laughs> and I'm not super huge into cars, but the guys were, so like they were geeking out all, all over the place. They had the best time. We had an awesome time. And we didn't really do a lot of sites. We just saw what kind of things were there and just kind of went with it. It was a very spontaneous feeling type of trip. And again, that also wasn't me. Old me would have wanted to plan everything. And then, of course, one hitch in the plans <laughs> and like all of that would have gotten derailed. Good thing I didn't plan that way because we had many hitches. <laughs> and then uh, we were up at 2.40 in the morning Tuesday. Uh, so that we'd have our 5.15 a.m. flight back to Buffalo. But actually, it wasn't direct. It was to Chicago first, and then to Buffalo. And you know what? We flew with a different airline, the other airline that we had flight credits through, and, like, nothing went wrong. Which, that's an airline I've flown with in the past, and um, definitely will be sticking with them. <laughs> if you have any questions as to the specifics, you can message me. I'm not going to put it on the public uh, podcast like this. But, um, wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we got home exactly on time. And I went to work, went to uh, belly dance rehearsal, and basically that's, you know, that was the start of a normal week then after that. I was really exhausted Tuesday, of course. I was up for like 20 hours straight in the end. But, uh, you know what? Got it done. And got lovely memories and amazing pictures, you know, to speak for it. And I also have this podcast. Because if those negative things hadn't happened, I would not have this podcast. I would not have these sentiments to record, to share with you. Because this is all where it was all leading to. If all of those things in the beginning of your much-anticipated vacation happened to you, what kind of tone would it have set for you for the rest of your time? Would it have thrown you off? Would it have made you want to cancel things? Would it have made you want to just like curl up and cry for a while? Would that be you too? Well, that should have been me too. And it wasn't. And it wasn't just some sort of a fluke thing. It wasn't like I was fighting those urges like a whole ton. It was just like I was able to focus on, okay, this is what has to happen next. This is what has to happen next. This is next. Gotta do this next. Alright, we're out of this. So, I guess the lesson to be learned here is that when you focus on your own mental health, your own mental and emotional wellness, and you're surrounded by people that care, you're traveling with people that care, like, you can get out of some of the hardest situations with a relatively level head. <laughs> I know it sounds Im Im totally impossible, maybe, and I think a few years ago I would have completely thought that was impossible. But it, it wasn't. It happened this way, exactly the way that I described it to you. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. I want to give you something to think about. I want to give you a real-world experience to see how this kind of doing wellness work on yourself, mindset work on yourself, actually really does pay off. And no, it's not about physical health or physical wellness or exercising or eating. Oh my gosh, especially not about eating. I ate all the bad food last weekend. <laughs> I paid for it too. Um, it's been wonderful getting back to healthy eating. But like, no, what I'm talking about is that the all the wellness work, you know, look how it's paid off. 
it's kept me from losing out on an amazing little vacation. Those are memories now that I can carry for the rest of my life. You just never know in what regard this kind of work is going to affect things and help things and fix things. You just never know. And it's worth putting that investment into yourself because look at how it pays out. So that's the message I wanted uh, you to take with you today. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.